Blog Talk Radio. Everybody and welcome to another special edition of the Four Scenes Fire American Soccer Show, the United States in World Cup qualification. <coughs> Excuse me. And their match against Canada with a 1-1 draw. A 1-1 draw. Brendan Aronson scoring first, but then Kyle Lauren with the equalizer. And in a match where this was fine, second World Cup qualifying match, first one at home, the United States drops two points again. And as of right now, the United States just not looking like the, this national team does not look like themselves when it comes to their forms in both the CONCACAF Nations League semifinals and final, and then, of course, the Gold Cup Championship. Well, ladies and gentlemen, all you can say is, is this. All you can say is that it doesn't matter what you do in this Gold Cup. It does not matter what you've done in the CONCACAF Nations League semifinals and final. It does not matter what continental trophies you've won or how many times you've beaten Mexico in two continental tournament finals. This is the big stage. This is where you make your money and you put yourself in a position to go out. You draw on the road. You win at home. And even though it's only been two games, even though it's only been that amount of time, it does not matter. It does not matter at all. You go to Nashville against Canada. You are supposed to be out there doing a job. And when the entire 90 minutes is over with, you failed. You have failed miserably. And the way that Canada played today, the way that Canada played today, you have to give them credit. You have to give them credit for sticking to their game plan. You have to give them credit for finding a way to not give up when they were scored on by Aaron, excuse me, by Brendan Aronson. Alfonso Davies comes up big for Canada, finds Kyle Lauren wide open, 
punched in the equalizer to make it 1-1. And for the fourth time in two match for the for the for the second time in four matches between Greg Berhalter and John Herdman, John Herdman solves Greg Berhalter. Can say whatever you want. You can say however you want to say it. The truth hurts, and the truth is this. John Herdman, in a CONCACAF Nations League group stage match at BMO Field, gets a 2-0 win. And then tonight in Nashville, John Herdman gets the draw. against Greg Berhalter and in my mind and in my mind Greg Berhalter just could not get over the hump in this one when you look at the substitutions being made and I'm not questioning the substitutions I'm questioning the substitutions of when it was made the first substitution was made due to injury to Serginio Dest. DeAndre Yedlin comes in in the 44th minute of the match, a couple of minutes just before halftime whistle was blown. Brings in DeAndre Yedlin. Everything looked fine. Everything was okay. It's nil-nil, not, not a problem. Ten minutes after the restart, Great goal by the United States. Goal in two games for the U.S. It's looking solid. It's looking strong. Everything is fine. Nothing is happening. But, but, Herdman makes substitutions. He made substitutions three minutes later to bring in Kamal Miller for Scott Kennedy. And then Kyle Lahren, with the help of Alfonso Davies, scores four minutes later in the 62nd minute. And then two minutes later, John Herdman makes substitutions to bring in Tejon Buchanan and Jonathan David for both Junior Hoylet and Kyle Lahren. It took... Oh, and before that, Two more substitutions by Canada. Jonathan Osorio in for Alfonso Davies and Atiba Hutchinson in for Mark Anthony Kay. 76th and 77th minute. Greg Berhalter from the 44th minute to sub out Serginho Dest due to injury using Christian Pulisic for the entire 90 minutes where he hasn't had any minutes in the Premier League for Chelsea And then all of a sudden he brings on Conrad De La Fuente, Christian Roldan, and Josh Sargent for Brendan Aronson, Sebastian Leggett, and Pete and Pifak, formerly known as Sipuchu. 
40, almost 40 minutes of gameplay. Almost 40 full minutes of gameplay that you do not bring in a sub until the 83rd minute. I understand very clearly, very clearly, that you have to blame some of the players for not doing their jobs. You can nitpick as much as you want. But if Greg Berhalter is not going to make substitutions at the proper time, then what is the point of him being, being in that technical area than just observing? You had in Orlando to save face when you lost 2-0 to Canada at BMO Field in Nations League group stage. And then in the final group stage match against Canada, you score early in the first half, like in the like within the opening minute or two, and then there's nothing afterwards. And now you allow John Herdman, who, in my opinion, I'm not saying he's the best head coach ever that Canada's ever had. I'm not saying he is the best head coach in world football, world soccer. I'm not saying he is you know, a Hall of Fame manager. But right now, John Herdman is a lot better than Greg Berhalter is currently. Two points out of six. Two points out of six as of right now. And then once I tally up, once I tally up this result to the table in the octagon, we shall see where the U.S. is going to be positioned. Because right now, It's not looking good. You have to give the Canadians credit for coming in here and doing a job. Now, after two games, after two games as of right now, Mexico with two wins in two games, six points. Panama going down to Jamaica at the office in Kingston pulled out a 3-0 win. They have four points in two games. In third place, Canada. Two points on two draws. They've scored two and allowed two, even differential. Honduras right now. Two games, two draws. For two points. 
United States, two games, two draws, two points. They're in fifth. El Salvador right now in sixth place, two games, two points. Costa Rica right with the loss, one point, one draw, two games. Jamaica right now is in a shambles. Two matches played, two losses, one to Mexico at the Estadio Azteca, and now at home against Panama. The United States right now currently are on the outside looking in as Honduras has fourth place. They have the same record, the same amount of goals scored, the same amount of goals allowed. Their differential is at even. And where do the United States play this coming Wednesday? Where does the United States play on the road this coming Wednesday? They play down in Honduras. They go down to Honduras on the road, which you can watch it on Paramount Plus, on your apps, through CBS Sports. And then you're going to have to ask for a miracle. You are going to have to ask for a miracle right now. Because if they lose that match, or even if they get lucky enough to draw that match, they are going to be in the biggest hole you will ever, ever see. And then, then, when October comes around, they have to beat Jamaica in Austin. They have to go to Panama to beat the Canal Boys. And then they come back, go to Ohio, to Lower.com Field, and they have to beat Costa Rica. So you need at least between six to seven points. in October to save your bacons you need six to seven points to rescue from this situation and what really hurts what really really hurts ladies and gentlemen is simply this The the match today felt even until after that beautiful goal by Brendan Aronson. This match felt even until Brendan Aronson put the ball away. And then who took advantage in the second half after the opening goal was scored? Canada. You cannot say anymore that Canada is, is a weak nation when it comes to football. No, you can't say that anymore. Look at the players they're producing. Look at the players they're developing. Look at the three MLS sides that have been developing players. Look at what the Canadian Soccer Association has done to get their players more playing time, to go 
across the Atlantic to play in Europe. Some of them are playing in England. Some of them are playing in Italy. Some of them are playing in lower-level European nations, but they're getting minutes. And I have said this all the time. You cannot assume it's in the bag when you're going to face Canada. Canada is now equal to us. This entire region of CONCACAF is now getting stronger and stronger. (laughs) Excuse me. This region is getting stronger and stronger by every qualification match, by every Gold Cup match, by every CONCACAF Champions League, CONCACAF League match. It is a knock them out, drag them out fight. You cannot say anymore, but it's Panama, but it's Canada, but it's El Salvador, but it's Jamaica. But no, no, no more of that stuff. This is where head coaches need to be held accountable now. You're getting an additional four games when the hex got bigger and became the octagon. This is why. And let me just say this. I will bring up this. I will bring this up. I will bring this up because in some ways this question should never have been asked in the last cycle. But in reality, this is the situation that comes up right now. Yes, Bruce Arena should never have been asked the question. I'd like to see some of the big boys in world football come to CONCACAF and try out our, you know, try out our CONCACAF World Cup qualifications. Then should never have said that before the game against Trinidad and Tobago where we lost two goals to one and got eliminated from playing against Russia. Now? Now. Now you can say it. Now you can ask the question. Now you can go ahead and say, I'd like to see what Italy can do in a full World Cup qualification cycle in the final round here in CONCACAF. I would like to see what England will do. I'd like to see what Spain can do. I'd like to see what Germany can do. Nine times out of ten, they would probably beat us. But if they're not expecting what is going on in the Central American region or in the Caribbean region with the way that the grass is not kept pristine, it's not even, it's, it's a complete mud pile, the way the fans are on top of you, the, you know, you've got all these you know, barriers to keep the fans inside the stadium, inside the seats while the players are playing. Do we see that in you know in Europe now? No. But this is why CONCACAF is where it is today. This is where CONCACAF is today. It is improved. It is stronger. Now you can ask that question. Because now you've gotten evidence 
of why this region is the toughest region out there. You cannot screw around. Greg Berhalter right now. Greg Berhalter right now. Put himself in a position where if you're not going to make the substitutions that you should be making in this match and to give a strong moment to regain the lead. How in the hell, with six to seven minutes left, plus whatever stoppage time was going to be given, how in the hell do you not make a substitution after Canada equalizes? How do you not make a substitution when your best player, who has not played a single minute of football in the in the Premier League for Chelsea finally gets his minutes here <clears throat> and he doesn't get anything. How? How do you make that substitution? How do you not make that substitution? How do you not have the urgency go out, make the substitution and do what you're supposed to do. How much longer do you have to stand there in your technical area, twiddle your thumbs, and think to yourself, I got to make a sub. I got to make a sub now. Instead, you allow a player who is in danger of getting hurt because he has not played a single minute of club football since he was tested positive for the coronavirus back in England. How is that possible? How is that possible, Greg? This could have been. This could have been. Two matches... Four points. And now it's two matches in two points. Okay. Apparently, you played in these games, Greg. Played in these games. You know what it's about. You know what it's like to play against these national teams in World Cup qualifying. And then, for some silly reason, for some silly reason, you forgot how to go out there and manage for World Cup qualification. Sometimes, as a manager, you need to think better. You need to think better. (coughs) Excuse me. You need to go out, and you need to check yourself. You need to go out, and you need to get back to the drawing board 
Because to be honest with you, I don't know what we're going to see on Wednesday night. I don't know what we will ever see on Wednesday night. I don't even know if we're ever going to uh, win any of these three. You know, I, I don't know if you're going to win this third match in eight days, Greg. I mean, how ridiculous is this? That Nations League title? The Gold Cup championship? Throw them away. Throw them away. Because right now, right now, this is the biggest dance in world football. This is the biggest moment. These are the biggest games right now that you have to worry about. And you're screwing it up. Now, Christian Miles was on my show on Thursday night, Friday morning, here on the East Coast. (coughs) Excuse me. He saw no shape from these players. Saw no shape whatsoever from these players. And now, I saw a man being outcoached by his opposite. And it hurt to watch that. It's terrible. It was disgusting. And I'm very, very annoyed and angry that you couldn't pick up three points at home. So that's one part of the situation I'm not, I'm not happy about with the U.S. men's national team. Here's the other thing I'm not happy about. And this is part of the situation where maybe there could have been more goals than this one from our kids. As some of you know, today, Weston McKenney was suspended by Greg Berhalter and U.S. Soccer because he broke... COVID protocols by leaving the hotel room. I don't know where he went. I don't know. In all honesty, I I, I don't know what he did or why he went somewhere when he's been told you don't do it. Where did he go? Nightclub? Went to a bar? He went to visit a friend? Where did you go, Weston? I understand you're young. I understand that you have to go out there and have some fun sometime. But apparently... 
you decided to do something different and you went against not only your teammates, the federation, you also went against the fans, and in my opinion, you went against the media. So this is from Ives Gallerset, my uh, college friend, soccer by Ives. Weston McKinney addressed his suspension on Instagram, saying he violated team U.S. Men's National Team COVID protocols. He said, unfortunately, I am sus- – this is from his Instagram, by the way, by Weston McKinney. Unfortunately, I am suspended for tonight's match due to a violation of team COVID protocols. I am sorry for my actions. I'll be cheering hard for the boys tonight and hope to be back with the team soon. You know, Weston, if you're not going to take these World Cup qualification games seriously, then what's the damn point of you being the future for this national team and a future great player? You had a wonderful goal against Mexico in the Nations League final that leveled the match at two. You have been a rising star in Europe. You were playing at Schalke until you transferred to play at Juventus. You've played with Cristiano Ronaldo over at Juventus. Obviously, he's not there anymore now, but you are part of a big club in Italy. You are part of a huge club in Italy. You're not playing some rinky, dinky, little nothing club. You're playing for Juventus. You could have been playing for AC Milan or Inter Milan or Roma or Lazio. No, you're playing for Juventus, a big club in Italy. You had yourself an okay match against El Salvador, down in El Salvador. You were all right. Maybe it could have been a little bit better, but you know what? You did okay. Can't you just, whatever you needed, can't you just, like, go on a Grubhub app or a DoorDash app or an Uber Eats app, bring the food to the hotel, or at least inquire with, management of U.S. soccer to say, listen, I know I can't leave. Is it possible I can order something and bring it to the hotel? They probably would have said to you, sure, you want us to order it for you? We can do that for you. I don't think they would have objected. I don't think they would have objected at all. But no, you had to go and put yourself behind the eight ball. You had to disappoint your teammates, the fans, U.S. soccer, the entire game in this country, Weston. I am very disappointed in you. You should know better. Three points are on the line no matter where you are, whether you're back on home soil in Nashville or in Austin or in Columbus or in Cincinnati, and it doesn't matter who the opponent is. You're not taking on Mexico until November. Were you going to do this in Austin when you're going to face Jamaica? Were you going to do this in Columbus to take on Costa Rica? Does not matter who the damn opponent is. 
Three points are on the damn line. And you had the nerve to be selfish. You had the damn nerve to be selfish and go running around wherever you wanted to go. You couldn't stay in the hotel. Couldn't ask for someone from a member of U.S. Soccer to go get you something that you needed. You couldn't just say, can you please get this for me? Is it all right if this person can come over? Is it all right? Test this person if you want to so they can come over and say hello. Maybe I can meet them in the lobby so at least I don't have to worry about going to meet them at their place. You could have done that. You could have done that. But no. You had to run out of the hotel, go wherever you had to go, and you got caught. So I blame the two points dropped at your feet, Weston. I blame this on you. I blame this on Burhalter. That's who I blame. Because if you were in this match, you are an X factor when it comes to crosses being delivered to you so you could head that ball in. As decent as Miles Robinson is, I expect Weston McKenney out there. I expect the number eight shirt to be out there to go and bury those balls. I expect that from you. And you weren't even out there because you were selfish. You decided to go somewhere where you shouldn't have gone. And you put your team behind the eight ball. I was hoping that they were going to come up big here tonight and prove to everyone that, you know what? We didn't need Weston tonight because of his selfishness. It turns out they needed you. And you left them high and dry. This is a disgrace. This is why I get mad. This is why I get angry. These are the biggest games in the history of world football. It's nice to win a gold cup. It's nice to play in a confederations cup which is no longer around anymore, by the way. The Nations League, the new CONCACAF Nations League, that's great. We want, we want it. That's fantastic. It's nice to, to accept an invitation from Conmebol to play in the Copa America. But when it's World Cup qualifying... This is where these games matter the most. This is where these games truly matter the most. And when you pull something like this, and I normally I would say we don't need you anymore, get off. Unfortunately, we need you, Weston. But if you're going to pull this crap again, you don't deserve to be on this team. At all. At all. 
if it was me, I wouldn't put you out there against Honduras. I, you know, I, I would let you, I would let the team sink. But I'm not the head coach. Coach has his own problems right now because he doesn't know when to sub in a player. He doesn't know when to make the proper changes. He doesn't know when he's in deep trouble. And he's got to make a substitution. And I'm not talking about the substitution for Dest to pull him out because of injury. I'm talking about after you scored that goal, you've got to make a sub. What did Canada do? They changed the game. They made their subs. And then they converted the equalizer. And then they made more subs after the equalizer. They changed the game. Herdman has your number when and where it counts, Greg. Other than that, other than that, I thought Matt Turner had a very good game in the uh, in net once again, I cannot fault him. I, I can't fault him for the goal that he that was allowed. I mean, look, it, it's a situation where Alfonso Davies cut inside of DeAndre Yedlin, and then the back line was basically too deep in the offensive end of the field. And when they did try to come back, it was already too late. Davies made a nice cross to Kyle Lauren, and Lauren had enough room, and he just buried the ball. Made it 1-1. There's nothing you can do on that one. Absolutely nothing at all. It is a disgrace and an absolute crap situation. But what are you going to do? Canada has every right to go for points or for a point, and that's what they did. They did their jobs. That is what they had to do, and they did it. Tyler Adams... Individual battles between him and Alfonso Davies. Look, Bayern Munich versus Red Bull Leipzig. Adams was winning that uh, that moment 2-0. Two rounds of it, 2-0 Adams. Because it wasn't Tyler who he beat for the, for the goal. He beat DeAndre Yedlin. And... Something unspeakable, something out of character by Tyler Adams. After delivering a beautiful ball for a counter, and a great attacking run for a counter, what happens? Well, Tyler decides to foul Anthony Kay. That killed it completely. That could have been a goal. Tyler Adams, who is normally a disciplined player, a strong box-to-box midfielder. And what does he do? Uncharacteristically fouls Mark Anthony Kay from behind. It was a foul. Without a doubt, it was a foul. That is the only time I've ever seen Tyler Adams intentionally go after an opposition player for retribution for the fouls that he's been suffering from that player or from any player from the opposition. You need to read the room. You need to read the field. You cannot end 
a counter or an attacking run the way you did. It is unforgivable. And I hope you've learned your lesson, Tyler, because you cannot do that again. And that is all on that. Such a disheartening situation. Just a disheartening situation to see that happen. I wish it didn't. It did. After two games, the United States right now, in whether you want to say they're in fourth place, fine. You want to say they're in fifth place, fine. Because right now, it's that, that spot is in between shared with both Honduras and the United States. And as of right now, on Wednesday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 7.30 p.m. Pacific, Paramount Plus app on your smartphones. USA versus, excuse me, USA at Honduras. And it's not going to get any easier. It's not going to get any easier at all. Scores from around this second match day of CONCACAF Octagon World Cup qualifying, final round. Once again, it was a scoreless draw between El Salvador and Honduras. Mexico on a penalty converted, and it's a 1-0 victory on the road at Costa Rica. And then Jamaica at home losing to Panama by a final of three goals to nil. So once again, taking a look at the standings now in the octagon, Mexico in first place with six points, Panama in second place with four points, Canada in third place with two points, Honduras, USA, and El Salvador, two points each. But as of right now, if, if we're all going to Qatar right now, Mexico, Panama, Canada goes to the World Cup and Honduras right now to the international playoff. Some would say the United States. I'm saying Honduras because you can pick and choose however you want with that fourth spot who holds it, who gets it. It's going by, uh, you know, alphabetical order because they both have the same record. The same amount of goals scored, the same amount of goals allowed, the same amount of goals on the differential. In seventh place, Costa Rica with a point. Dead last, Jamaica with zero points, no wins, two matches played. They have scored one and allowed five. Jamaica dead and buried I think they're done before this whole thing is going to get completed. This coming Wednesday, the upcoming schedule for this coming Wednesday on September the 8th is the schedule. Canada will host El Salvador. Panama will be hosting Mexico. Costa Rica will be hosting Jamaica. And once again, late-nighter, Honduras hosting the United States. I am very upset, very angry. I wish it didn't have to happen, but it did. Well, ladies and gentlemen, 
Tonight, your final score, U.S. Soccer 1, Canada Soccer 1. It is a point for each side, two points out of six. If the U.S. is going to do anything in Honduras, if they get a point, that's fine. But if they can try and sneak out with three, then I can say that everything's going to be fine. It's only been the first two games so far in this September window. The most important windows right now will be next month, October, and the two matches in November. This is huge. It is big. You got to play them. Every, of these, every one of these games, you got to play them like it's a final. Like your life depended on it. Once again, this is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you very much for listening to me tonight. As always, please enjoy your football. Thank you for your time, as always. Take care. So long. Bye-bye for now. Once again, the United States drops two points with a 1-1 draw against Canada at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. Have a good night, everybody. Talk to you guys on Wednesday. Take care so long, and bye-bye for now. And as always, please enjoy your football.